we're going to jump right into Q&A, so we'll throw the number up there, 360-447-8474. Go ahead and text in all your questions and comments and concerns, your contentions. There's some interesting stuff said today, so uh, if you got anything you want to argue about, text that in and we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Cool. All right. Uh, Bruce is making his way right down the aisle. Here comes the leap. One of these days we're going to get that fall. Uh, you know right what somebody on. just reminded me of? Having what? a conversation with the gals. The pretty good for down here. Where it came from. What its purpose was. I was just laughing because I'd forgotten. It's taken on a life of its own. I always had, yeah. a, I always had a big problem with people, and I still do. Yeah. People who come up on a platform to a, a group of, you know, a crowd. And so they say, how y'all doing? Right. Because there's somebody in the crowd that's just lost a loved one. Miserable, yeah. And someone that just got a new job. Yeah. And it's like, don't say that because it makes it look like you don't care. Like, and you really don't. It's like, how's everybody doing? Good, good. You know, Chris Farley used to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. It's insincere because right. you're not really asking. And so I used to get upset when people would say it on the platform. And there was one time somebody on the platform said it, and I was, you know, it's my little uh, pet peeve. And so I was sitting down there thinking, is there an answer? Is there an answer that would fit everyone? And I was just racking my brain. I yeah. no, not worshiping anymore, just thinking. And I came up with a pretty good for down here works for all situations. Yeah. If you've suffered a tragedy, pretty good for down here. If you just got a job, it, it, it's the great equalizer. Pretty, yeah, 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 pretty good. Okay, right, right, right. This right. is the part I forgot. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to, every week, I'm going to say that to our congregation until they are so, uh, it's so automatic uh -huh. that the first guest speaker we have that comes on this platform and says, hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> the whole church is going to yell at them, pretty good for down here. <laughs> I want to know who this uh, guest speaker is that we're hiring. Hey, how, uh, how we all doing? <laughs> we're just going to, just to set them up. I forgot that that was the impetus for the whole thing was one day. Somebody's going to be on this platform and is going to say... Casually yeah. and, and flippantly say, how are we all doing? Yeah. And then hey. about to just move on because he right. doesn't expect an answer. And then everyone's going to go, pretty good for now <laughs> here. Uh, and his life will be changed in that moment. That's going to be fun. Okay, uh, okay. wonderful sermon. This was a, a lot of fun. <laughs> It's tough to say things like that. It's like going to see Schindler's List and you go, oh, it was great. That was not fun. great. Not like it was yeah. enjo enjoyable, like I, but impactful. Insightful and Insight yeah. yeah, like it did a whole bunch of stuff to you, you know? It just makes you think. It's a good think piece and um, just the gravity of I what's feel, going on like and I've how the Bible works. I feel like I've broken into a, a, you know, King Tut's tomb. It's like the scriptures are everywhere. It's like, how have yeah. we ignored this? Uh-huh. Because we have. Uh, and we're, we're trying to put Old Testament scripture together. We're always thinking everything's for our future. It's like there was a lot of stuff that was for the destruction of Jerusalem. And as you just start looking at the historical account of what happened, uh, it, it's almost like you're reading a newspaper. Right, right. So actually, let me ask you that question because that's already come up. Um, so do you suppose that the way, because these are amazingly poignant scriptures for the stuff that you're talking about, you know, mm -hmm. written before they happen. And so they seem just to lock in that prophetic sense. Is Do you suppose 
that it is just for that time? It is for that time and other times? Uh, is it for all times or is it for a coming time? Yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> That's a seem... great question. Uh, like when Revelation says that it, it itself, the book of Revelation, is about the things that were and are and will be. I was saying this to you the yeah. other day. Does that mean, oh, we can put everything in Revelation in three categories? This is talking about something that was. This is talking about something that is, you know, for us 2,000 years right. ago, but current was 70 AD. And this is stuff that's going to happen in the future. Or is it saying, hey, here's the stuff that, that simultaneously when you're, <laughs> yeah. was and is and will be. Because when I'm reading some of these prophets saying, uh, your days of trouble, it's like, your days? It's like, yeah. as opposed to whose? And there's one, I can't remember where it is. Someone online, look it up. There's something, oh, and I found the one from last week, by the way. It's in Joel, uh, the one I was looking the for. The walk between. The, the going between. Yeah. And, oh, I, for, I forgot all about that. There's a whole, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Joel thing uh, is about this. And blow the alarm in my holy mountain, and we're all gathering together. And don't forget, the day of Pentecost, uh, they said, Peter said, they're not drunk. Joel's just fulfilled. You know, we're fulfilling Joel. You go, yeah. wait, Joel's the one that says, sound the alarm on my holy mountain and gather everyone. And we will lunge between the weapons, but they won't hurt us. Yeah. And you go, I wonder how they do that. Uh, by going before, because he even says something yeah. about before the cry or something. It's like, because we leave before. Because there's a time when the Romans are us. showing up and setting up and they just doff their cap as you walk past and you go, hello. Mm -hmm. Strangers, and there's not 80,000 of them yet. There's just the few that are starting it out. Can you imagine? What was right before Joel? I threw myself completely off. Uh, uh, oh, the for revelation. Times, the, the, oh, and yeah. there's a scripture somewhere uh, that says about the day of the Lord being as seven days or the light of seven suns. Yeah, or, yeah. It says it in a strange way, but I looked at that and went, you know, there are a lot of days of the Lord mentioned in the Bible. Uh huh. Um, the day of the Lord is a day of, uh, of his uh, great sacrifice, and it's a day of mourning, and it's a day of shadow and darkness, and right. it's a day yeah. of... You go, well, Jerusalem was destroyed twice. That was a day of the Lord. Right. All, the northern tribes, all Israel was destroyed. That was a day of the Lord. Right. Um, everyone across the pond, Mana the half-tribe of Manasseh and, uh, and Gad and Reuben, they were destroyed. That was a day of the Lord. These are all... The Lord's day is is talking about the day, and, and I think that's why some of them say days plural, like Jesus, these are the days of vengeance. Uh -huh. I think when he says these are the days of vengeance, he not only means, you know, these days that are coming upon you, but this is part of something that's known as right. well, days of vengeance. There was a, a scripture that you didn't have room for in here. What was the uh, line where he says, you know, uh, so that everything that was written will be fulfilled. Is in Isaiah uh, to fulfill all... Yeah, did I not have that in there? I, I don't think so. I don't... It's... Because th that is one of those I, I, just that's huge a mistake. statements. Because it's supposed to be... Oh, because I quoted a scripture rather than reading it. It's the one where he says, um, uh, these are the days of vengeance. It's the next line. Yeah. I forgot to put it on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, f when you flee, when you see the army surrounding, blah, blah, blah. For these are the days of vengeance... Uh -huh. the fulfillment and the fulfillment of all that is written about it. Right. 
which I, is... I was supposed to have that in there today. <laughs> well, there, that's why we're supplementing. Because that, just Jesus saying that, okay, when you see the armies surrounding, right. run to the mountains, because these are the days of vengeance and the fulfillment of everything written about it. You go, oh, so there's stuff written about it. Exactly. He goes, oh, heavens is there. Yeah, yeah. And this, is, this will fulfill everything written about it when you see the armies surrounding on all four sides. Right. And you flee to the mountains of Bashan. Uh, so many of these things I quoted, I took the, the vine and fig tree portion of it and something that would tie in like the earth and mounds and all. But seriously, go read the chapters that these things are in because so many of them talk about, and then we will assemble and I will feed you in Bashan. And you go, <laughs> yeah. or Bashan. You go, oh, that's where they gathered in Pellet, the, right. ba- the base of Bashan. Right. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a tricky question because yes at least because when you hear that you go oh okay so this it was all culminating then in this one Mm -hmm. time yes yes at least right like for sure every time God did a big thing an epoch where he changed everything and had prophets talking about it yeah that's a day of the Lord it's where the prophets prophecies come true and a big judgment happens and they move on yeah and so there's a handful of them right right Okay, uh, somebody said, hey, it worked pretty good for down here is my automatic response for anyone who asked me, how you, how you doing? It always gives them pause and has opened a couple of good conversations. Perfect. Isn't that great? I just it love is. it. I find myself doing it, saying I had it somebody, all the time. I had somebody uh, who had an experience like mine tell me that, oh, uh, I said that to somebody, and they thought I meant I'm Canadian. Canadian. And they, said, <laughs> and they said, oh, are you Canadian? <laughs> And I said, yeah. Uh, all right, Isaiah 30, 26. Somebody's suggesting, is that what you're looking for? The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter like the light of seven full days when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people. That might be it. There might be another one, but that's a good one. At least, good yeah. Good job, whoever you are. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, also, I was going to ask you this. Coming uh, right in the beginning there. Um, when John the Baptist saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you? Could, you, could this be the uh, positive uh, question? More, more like uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to his baptism and said to him, brood of vipers, hey, it's you guys. Who that, warned you to flee? Like, what are you, where are you getting that? He sure because, could. Because if the whole idea is like what you're saying, where, I mean, these are the scriptures that are pointing to all this. It depends and that why they're coming to his baptism. Right, right, right. Okay, uh, you know, uh, one of the other Gospels says that he said that to the crowds coming to him. Right. So maybe that is just what he said. Yeah. Hey, brood of vipers. Brood of vipers. But not so vipery. Who, who warned you to flee? Who warned you to... Right, maybe right, that's his setup. That's because good, let me read you from Micah and Jeremiah and Isaiah. That's a, that's a good point because we know that that's the, it's sort of the, the uh, Peter answering Jesus where he goes... Who do you say I am? And then he gives them something. He goes, oh, flesh and flesh blood, blood didn't, didn't reveal, reveal that. it. Nope. But the word of God. So perhaps this is that same setup. Who warned you to flee? Is it because like your neighbor said, oh, we all got to go see what this guy's doing? Or are you here because you know what's going on scripturally? Well, and you know what? That is a funny thought because yeah. there's so many scriptures in the Old Testament about repenting and about God's wrath. And it is a funny thought that it would just be a question. But they go, oh, hey, why are you coming? 
Well, I was reading yet? Amos. Yeah, yeah. I was and reading I, Amos, and it just really convicted me. <laughs> yeah. Because and I, I, I heard because there was the going to be a voice was their crying. Bible. Right. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> you know Amos, right? Yeah, yeah. He's my uncle's uh, grandfather. That's uh, that's the guy. Well, yeah, that could very well be. A, I mean, that's an interesting yeah. supposition. That anyway. Um, when it comes to trying to, you know, this was for that, and this, and for it. Uh, I mostly just don't. Um, what I'm looking for are the things that are being quoted in the New Testament and applied to something, and then going and finding those and going, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. that's solid. That's solid yeah, yeah. ground. Um, I love the two stories, the two bonus stories of the Gadarene. Isn't that? Uh, and as most of you know, many of you know, I'm been, I've harmonized the Gospels. I'm still working on that project, not ready to be produced yet. Part of it, and I had explained this to the church a long time ago, by putting them, by harmonizing them, there's another thing that happened really incredibly. Uh, you now see what each writer put out of place as a flashback or a flash right, forward, right. but chose to string you know, it to this. Yeah. So you then are able to ask a really good question. Why? Uh, yeah. Why was it so important that you use those two and the ones that we've looked at, as you know, uh, we've looked at a handful of them. You dig it at first, it's like, I don't know. And you dig in a little bit and all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness, it's, this is a contrast between these two. Uh -huh. And so it's always part of the harmonizing is to understand why they did what they did the way they did. And we've gone a long way down that road. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes here on this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of them is Matthew. I couldn't share it today. But when he says, now these multitudes are coming, and Jesus was telling them not to, not to tell anyone across the right. pond in order to fulfill what Isaiah said when he talks about how he's going to declare it to the Gentiles um, and then send, send one forth. And so they brought one to him who was demon-possessed. <laughs> right. And you go, wait, he just, that was a flashback, and he just jumped like months. Right. But when you look at it, and you go, so why did you do that? Why did you jump all the way to Jesus' So big I could tell day? you what one of the one I, was. And that's what it sounds like. It's like, and so he told all, all the Galileans, follow, or uh, Gentiles followed him. He told all the Gentiles to be quiet because uh, he's waiting. You know, he wants to fulfill what Isaiah said. And so he's going to, so you keep quiet until... He uh, declares it in the land of those Gentiles and sends someone forth. And they brought him one uh, who was demon-possessed. And, yeah. and I have a feeling it's going to turn out to be the Gadarene. Yeah. Well, in fact, you want, you want an insightful a bit that's going to be a whole sermon. This guy. Because there's a The Gadarene story in Legion is one of the most difficult in the Bible. It's, it's frustrating. It's rife. So with yeah. uh, seeming contradictions that are just, we're knocking those babies off and they're now, they're just not. Which are so, they're so weird and bizarre. They're those ones that are like, okay, now like a fifth grader wouldn't have done this, guys. Right. Like we, and you knew what each other were writing. So, it's so, so why obviously, were you so, either we're that dumb, we're that bad, or there's something on purpose going on here mm -hmm. that we're missing. And when you Seeking approach it with that, line. and you go, why would you say that then? And then that's been the... That's been yeah, the, so here's a little thing for something coming up. Yeah. You know, because when... Uh, you know, you got the two, the two out of the tombs and that Matthew talks about and then the one, and that's a contradiction. We'll deal with that. But I'm going to give the, uh, the critics and the atheists a much better argument against it. 
there is a much bigger problem in the story that no one seemed to pick up on. Uh-huh. And it's when uh, the guy comes and falls down and Legion starts arguing with Jesus. And if you cast us out, don't cast us out of the land. And if you this, and Jesus, and Jesus asks his name, Legion, because we're many. And two gospels say at that point, for Jesus had commanded the spirit to come out. And it didn't. And now it's arguing uh, with him. Uh-huh. And this is one of those where I sat there and went, make this make sense. Long time ago, I told you all that one of the barriers to harmonization is just not having faith in the authority of Jesus. Right. In a, in a story. And this is one of those where we finally realized, wait. Okay, start with the premise. He cast them out with a word. He has his authority. And it doesn't say he asked it out. He commanded it out. Right. Okay, Jesus commanded the spirit out. And it said, hang on a second. And it came and argued with him. And, and he says, what's your name? For he commanded the and spirit And Jesus out. said, man, I used to be really good at this. What happened? And Right. And so this was, I think, one of our, our better moments. Uh, yeah. And this guy gets the credit. But... We said, I heard your wife laugh. Hmm. <laughs> she must be listening she in. She hasn't heard that. He gets credit. No, <laughs> oh, no. No, I think it was, this is one of our brighter moments. <laughs> that uh, so we said, okay, what do we know? We know that Jesus has all authority. And this is why it's a key that just broke it up. And Jesus has all authority. It says Jesus commanded the spirit to come out. So it did. We went, okay, there's the premise. It did. And now this, and now it's sitting there arguing. A something's arguing with him, and he's asking it his name. But whatever he commanded out left, because he has authority. And has we to. started brainstorming every possible way that it can work. If when Jesus commanded the spirit out, it came out. Yeah. How can you be in this situation? And. We came up with about five different, you know, some of them are far-fetched, yeah, but they're yeah. this, just trying to reach. But just, hey, how is it possible? Because however improbable, what's the old Sherlock Holmes? Uh, yeah. Eliminate how? the impossible, and then whatever's left, however improbable, must be the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So we're going, okay, it what do could we know? have been this. Yeah, yeah what do we what know? We know Jesus be. has authority, and if he commands it out, it came out. Right. Or give me a reason why in this this one it wouldn't. He hadn't fasted and prayed. <laughs> These only <laughs> right, come out right, by fasting. Right. I think that was one of yeah, ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he came up with it. He came up with the simplest thing. I don't know if I'm going to tell him. It's going to be a whole it, sermon. Be, yeah, that's the sermon. That's the tease because it's good. It gets good. And then also, these are always, this is how it works with Bruce too. We have one of those conversations. It's great. We come to something, we go, that sounds, that sounds like it's it. And then he goes home, I go home, and the next morning he goes, and he plops a stack of papers on my desk, and he goes, Buckle up. <laughs> that all that did was just we found the tip of the iceberg. That was that's a big deal when you find a tip. But then you just see Look where it goes and check out what it's talking about and confirming that this idea is right because if you just find the premise and pull that thread, there we go, and it goes deep, and that's gonna be a fun sermon. We should give them just a little bit. Because there's not that many watching. <laughs> this incentivizes. Yeah. Uh Basically, we, we realize the thing that's talking to him isn't what he cast out. Can't be. And what's incredible, once we hit on that one, we realize the language, he realized that the language, for he had cast the singular spirit out. Hmm. What's your name? A whole bunch. Because there's a bunch of us. 
uh, for he had commanded the singular spirit out. And he says, and this is what's so brilliant, when? <laughs> well, just when? Now. Wait, when did he cast the spirit? Uh, and how does that work into the story so it makes sense with this? Like, and this guy comes running, he's got a legion, for he had cast the spirit out. He's like, Oh, mm-hmm. and it's going to, and it might just take us right. And then we have that because then we had the thought, they're like, so, but that's weird though because he had cast. So it's not like a spirit comes back. To, oh, yeah. Oh, oh you mean that earlier that day? You mean earlier that day when Jesus makes this big point uh, about? Let me tell you something. When a spirit leaves, an unclean spirit leaves somebody. If uh, the place is swept clean, put in order, but there's nothing occupying it, uh, it just brings more and comes back. And this is how it will be with everyone in this generation. He yeah. says it right after Matthew says, and then they brought him one who was demon-possessed, and he cast it out, and they said, that's my Beelzebub. And he says, oh, and they don't. What happened to that guy? Yeah. I have a feeling he went across the pond uh-huh. with a, loaded with a whole bunch. Uh-huh. Anyway, there's your... That's the I tease. just gave the yeah. whole sermon away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I got no more questions. I mean, okay, the people were not done. really that... Uh, yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything I wanted to touch on. Oh, I just love the, uh, hey, the fruit of repentance basically means I got to grow up, stop Stop trusting the promises of sin over the promises of God. If that's not just a, that's your take-home practice of the week, right? Just ask yourself that. What do you yep. trust in the promises yep. And I think my favorite was Miracle Grow and Deadline. (laughs) You did it. And it had a a scripture for a snail. You had the snail scripture. Um, Yeah, I'll say this too. Actually, here's a tease that might get shot down, but I just realized if I'm preaching next week, you know what I want to do? What? Well, there's a a whole sermon to be had from just the fact that Jesus says, that's my guy. I'd like to do the that's my guy sermon because that's so true. Anyway. You kind of remind me of the gathering. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I never cut myself. I'm rarely naked, but I have been crazy. (laughs) Love y'all. Love you. We'll see you guys next time.